Hey there, my fellow intellectuals. Welcome back to Highly Variable. I'm your host, Kyle Kabasadis. If you're watching this on YouTube, you might be looking at the background behind me and think to yourself, this is not Kyle's normal room. Where the heck are you, Kyle? And if you are thinking that, then thank you for noticing. And to answer your question, I am in San Francisco, California. I'm back home at my parents' house. I'm in the house that I spent most of my adolescence up until the point I went to college in. And I'm sitting at my old desk where my dad has now converted it into his mini radio station because he has all this equipment. I can't really show you guys this, but uh, it's just a lot of equipment. He's got like a power supply here. I see a antenna device here. It looks like a radio thing. I, I'm not really well versed in electronics, so I apologize if I can't really give a good description, but he's pretty much converted my desk into a radio station. So there's that. Uh, to look forward to when you move out of your parents' house. And um, I, as you can tell, obviously, because I'm filming this, I have brought my equipment through airport security to give to you guys, right? This is my holiday gift through to you guys. I brought all my recording equipment through airport security just so you can have the content of my voice and possibly my face if you're watching on YouTube. So you're welcome. Not that you're probably grateful for that. Um, but I brought the most stuff I had to check through security in an airport like ever today. So what I did was that I had to bring my phone, my iPad, my laptop, my microphone that I'm recording this podcast with, and my camera and put them all out on the conveyor belt at security. And I was very worried because not only those five things, I also had my poster tube for the conference I'm going to. It's the American Astronomical Society meeting in Hawaii in January. I had to bring that through security, and that was 45 inches. I tape measured it. So it was already a very long item, and it was encased in this black container, this long tube that kind of looked like a bazooka, which I'm not even... I'm not even trying to kid you. It, it kind of looks like a bazooka. So I was sort of thinking to myself, uh-oh, how I'm sure one of these things are going to set off a red flag in the x-ray machine because just so many electronics. I just thought, you know, this is going to be it. This is the day someone's going to pull me over in security and be like, sir, we're going to have to inspect this camera. We're going to inspect this lab, but we got to inspect this tube. One of those things. I thought one of those things was definitely going to happen. And none of those things actually happened. So that's a good thing, I guess. But I had this sort of like fear going through the airport where I felt that I was going to be that guy that everyone hates where they're just taking up way too much time trying to get everything out onto the conveyor belt. And I really don't want to be that guy. No one wants to be that guy or girl because, come on, we're all just trying to get somewhere and... You know, it's kind of annoying. We don't really like to go through security and be sort of judged and you know, sort of just told what to do and then have everyone hate you because you're just taking up, you know, so much time. And usually when I fly, I usually have my laptop, my phone, and my iPad, which all need to go out onto the conveyor belt. And that sometimes even takes a minute to get on there because I am very careful with those things. I don't like to just throw my electronics into a cart and push it through security. I just, I like to take my time. And of course, just like I mentioned, everyone is like on edge. Everyone wants to just get through security unscathed. And here I am taking my sweet time. So it was a balance. I somehow did it. I somehow didn't get pulled over 
or you know pulled aside at, at airport security. So for that, I am grateful, and I'm back home filming this for you guys. And it's late, you know, it's December 21st, it's the solstice, it is the day where the sun is at negative 23.5 degrees and its declination, where it would be directly overhead the Tropic of Capricorn uh, at noon, so it's the lowest point uh, at which uh, the sun can still be overhead on Earth. So, that is what today is, you're welcome for that little factoid, not that you even asked for it. But, I thought that this this episode, which I think I will make pretty short today because it's late and I'm tired, but I kind of did want to just talk about it uh, to begin with, and I thought like we could make it into a podcast episode, is reflecting upon this past quarter. So I just finished my first quarter in my third year of graduate school, and it was my last quarter that I decided I think I'm going to take a class. And those of you who watched my blog that I made, or my vlog, sorry, I made uh, at the beginning of the quarter... I was taking a class on stellar astrophysics. I'm done with that class. It was a good class. Learned a lot. I now feel like, good, now I know something about stars. And now I can safely say, ah, I study astrophysics. So, very interesting class. Uh, I did my final project on Schwarzschild black holes, which was very fun because I do black hole mass measurements as my research. Uh, But the thing is uh, that some people don't realize is that black holes sort of have two different perspectives. They have a astronomical perspective or an astrophysical perspective where astrophysicists and astronomers pretty much the same thing nowadays look at it through observation look at black holes through observations and their gravitational effects on stuff nearby but then you have sort of the theoretical physics aspect of black holes people like kip thorne who uh thinks about black holes and their possibilities as wormholes or or just you know things that are really just hard to imagine sort of things, but you can show mathematically uh, using Einstein's general theory of relativity. And they're just two very different perspectives. So so I, I, I think I may have lost some people. So I was just saying how you have astronomer's perspective and you have like theoretical physicist's perspective on black holes, where my, res- my, my research, right, my research is on the observational uh, astronomy side, which is different than sort of writing down these really intense mathematical equations and derivations and proving properties of theoretical black holes. So, where was I trying to go with this again? I think I was just talking about my, my, my final project, and I was like, uh, what happened? Yeah, so I, I was, I, I did my final project on the, on the theoretical side of Schwarzschild black holes. There are actually multiple kinds of black holes out there, uh, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but like the different types of black holes that I remember, there's the, the Schwarzschild black holes, which are just characterized by a mass. There are Kerr black holes, which uh, I believe have mass and are rotating. I think Kerr-Newman is uh, mass rotating, so it has angular momentum, and it also has charge. And then the fourth one was like a Reisner Nordstrom. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that black hole, uh, which I believe had charge and mass only. So I just went through all the different types of theoretical black holes. So that's on the theoretical side of things, the kind of uh, properties black holes can have. Those of you who know, black holes have this, there's this sort of theorem about black holes where they have no hair, essentially. That was coined by, I think, uh, John Wheeler. 
which pretty much just means black holes are pretty simple objects and they can be described by just three simple uh you know uh, parameters and um yeah black holes are cool there was actually a paper out recently a nature paper out recently that uh showed a a potential 70 solar mass black hole living in our galaxy that they had observed from uh, its companion so this black hole is in a binary system where it's a companion with a star and on the basis of the observations of the star and some emission lines and absorption lines of the star they were uh, they were concluding that the black hole had a mass of about 70 solar masses and that got pretty negative feedback from the scientific community once it was uploaded uh, uploaded and published sorry on nature those of you who don't know nature is a really big scientific journal that uh it's really hard to publish in and yeah i don't know why i was trying to go with that i'm just saying this this paper got lampooned people were just like nope incorrect change your mind like one day i think my advisor sent us like three papers showing how this supposed 70 solar mass black hole could not exist or just how they could have just the analysis totally wrong and how it this this isn't a major discovery or, or something of those lines right it, it was pretty much just saying you're wrong bro just move on and um yeah what, what, what was this all about this is this is me being highly variable as always right this is like the gimmick here i was just trying to reflect on my quarter that's what i wanted to do right i wanted to reflect a little bit on my quarter so my quarter was filled with research i was filled with that class Honestly, this quarter was kind of a blur. And not saying that's a bad thing, but I think at a certain point in this quarter, when I was taking this class, while it was still a good class, I still liked that class, I kind of had the feeling of, okay, let's just get to the research, or I just really want to do my research right now, which I didn't know I'd actually ever get to that feeling in my uh, academic career. But I've gotten to that point now where I just want to do my research because I feel like I have become at this stage, a very competent researcher in my field. I, I don't know if that's too much of me to say because I haven't even advanced the PhD candidacy yet, but I feel that this quarter helped me see that, you know, I have grown quite a bit since I first started doing research in graduate school, and to me that means a lot because, honestly, it's scary when you first start in graduate school and you have absolutely, like, zero idea of what you're going to do, and even once you figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and you decide this is what I want to do, and I'm going to stick with it, actually becoming competent in that subfield and in the topic that you do research in is so just, I don't know, challenging. It's a struggle. It's so, uh, how do I say this? It's so uncertain. You know, it's just a lot of uncertainty because you start from almost nothing and everyone's path is different. I have to acknowledge that everyone's path is different. Depends on your advisor too. But a lot of the time you're just spent thinking about stuff that only very few people in the world probably know the intimate details about. And there's not too many people that you can turn to when you're stuck. And hopefully the people you can turn to are very helpful, which has been my experience and I'm very grateful for. But I feel like 
if I compare myself to when I first started doing research in this topic, which now is about almost a year and a half now, it's about a year and a half now, it's like night and day. Like in the beginning, I just, I I remember having this conversation with my advisor and uh, the former graduate student at the time and just feeling totally lost, feeling totally lost and overwhelmed about the things they were telling me and things I had to do to accomplish you know getting a thesis here at my uh, institution and to be honest now that I think about all the things we've talked about I think I've probably done close to three quarters of the things they said I need to do to get a thesis maybe maybe not three quarters maybe like two-thirds but definitely more than half like I wrote down pretty much everything they told me to do and the things that I haven't done yet are things that I have literally thought that's probably going to come at the very end of my thesis if I get to it, which I really want to get to it because it's very interesting. But I think this quarter just helped me realize that, you know, what? I have grown. I am an asset to my group, which I think is a very important point to reach when you're a graduate student to realize, you know what? I do know what I'm thinking. I do know some things, you know, I don't know everything. No one does, but I know a few things and I'm getting closer to, you know, publishing a paper. I'm getting closer to overall finishing my thesis, I'm getting closer. Well, actually, before that, I have, to, I have to get closer to advancing to PhD candidacy, which is hopefully going to happen next quarter. And um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just really happy. I'm really excited. I'm really glad that I'm there at UC Irvine. I feel like I have purpose. I feel like I have a well thought out plan or maybe well thought well, it's a, I think it's well thought out but I have a plan you know I have a plan that I think I'm doing well on to uh, reach the end goal of graduating with a PhD in physics in the next couple of years and I don't think I could ask for much more uh, at that point so yeah from the academic side of things I'm pretty satisfied with that I really want to focus more energy after I advance on YouTube and making more good content for you guys. So uh, next quarter will be a little bit challenging because I'm, I'm going to be preparing for advancement and I'm also going to be traveling a bit. But I really do want to make good content videos for you guys. I really want to... I really have these ideas. I have these ideas where I really want to talk about like the history of certain things in physics and, and mathematics and, man, make some skits. I like doing the skits, especially the very short skits because they're funny and they're short. But I really want to give you guys what I think is good content and what hopefully you guys will think is good content as well. So with that, it's late. It's our, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. I'm getting a little bit tired, but I just needed to get some of that stuff off my chest and vent. And I'm glad to have you guys to talk to, even though you guys don't talk back to me, but it's still nice to just release some of these thoughts out into the void and into the void. I mean, into this microphone and this camera, and then eventually onto YouTube. So, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Highly Variable. I know it was kind of short, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll give you longer videos. And for now, I will tune out, and I will wish you guys a good night and a happy holidays. So, see you guys later.